Hi there, this is Kevin Skinner, pastor at First Baptist Church in Stockdale, Texas, and welcome to our weekly message podcast. If you live in the Stockdale area, then I would invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. to worship with us in person. You can also check out our webpage at fbcstockdale.org. Here at First Baptist, we are a community church with a kingdom mission, and we invite you to join us on that mission. This week, our son Ethan is going to turn eight years old, and it's pretty amazing to me just how quickly time keeps flying by. Now, Ethan was our Christmas baby. He was born on December 23rd, and Sarah was discharged from the hospital on Christmas morning, and so we were able to take this baby home with us on Christmas Day. And so by far, Ethan is the best Christmas gift that, that we've ever given to one another. I don't know that, that we'll ever be able to, to outdo that. Uh, but, but before we took Ethan home, we took to social media to, to make the announcement of his birth. Now, I learned with Emily that when you make a birth announcement especially for for women, you want more than just the announcement that a child has been born. There's some questions that you want answered, right? How how much did the baby weigh? How long was this baby? And at what exact precise moment was this baby born? And so, so you don't just want the announcement, you want all the details, right? So, Ethan was, was born, and I made sure to, to announce all of the details. He was born at 1.10 in the afternoon. He was 8 pounds and 7 ounces, and he was 20 and a half inches long. This was the announcement of Ethan's birth that we made, but, but more than 2,000 years ago, there was another announcement of a birth that was made. And so we're going to read this. This is Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20 says in the same region shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them don't be afraid for look I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people today in the city of David a savior was born for you who is the Messiah the Lord This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which which the Lord has made made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at, at, at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all things, uh, for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Now, we see women used for a lot of great things in Scripture, but I think as, as we look at this story, as we look at the birth announcement, it's clear that, that none of the shepherd 
are women. How do I know this? Because when the announcement was made, they didn't ask for the details, right? They didn't ask how, how much the baby weighed. They didn't ask how long the baby was. They didn't ask for that precise moment when, when the baby was born. They just received the announcement, and they went out to go and see this child that had been born. And so tonight, as, as we look at this announcement, I want to focus in on just verses 11 and 12. Let me read those verses again. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. So as we look at this announcement that was made from, from the angel all those years ago, there are three things that I want you to walk away from this candlelight service remembering. First, I want you to remember the sign. I want you to remember the sign. The angel said, this will be the sign for you. Now, specifically in the context of our passage, the angel was indicating that when they saw the baby lying in the manger wrapped tightly in cloth, that this was going to indicate to them that this was the baby that, that the angels had been talking about, that this baby was the Messiah, that this baby was the Savior. But, but understand, as Jesus entered the world more than 2,000 years ago, it, it was a sign not just for the shepherds, but it was also a sign for all of mankind. Jesus' birth was a sign of God's great love for us. So Amy Carmichael, she was a missionary who lived from 1867 to 1951, and she served as a missionary in India for 55 years without furlough. And so in 1901, she founded an orphanage, and one of her most notable works was saving young girls from forced prostitution. Now, in her lifetime, she wrote numerous books, dozens and dozens of books, and in one of her books, she wrote this quote, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. I want you to hear that again. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. What a, what a profound thought that is, that when we love, out of our love, we are motivated to give so uh, as we get closer and closer to Christmas morning, I'm sure many of you are beginning to wrap those presents and, and to put those presents under the tree for, for your children. And, and, and as we think about Christmas, there, there's just a lot of excitement and, and anticipation for, for the children. It, it's always a joy every single year when, when we get to see our kids walk into the room and see all of those presents under the tree and their faces just light up with joy. But the gifts that, that Sarah and I, that the gifts that we give our kids, they're, they're more than just items that we purchase. They are an expression of our love for our children. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And so because of our great love for our children, we are motivated to give to them. And, and just a secret about my wife. It doesn't matter how many gifts that, that we buy. It doesn't matter how many gifts that we wrap and put under the tree. She's going to walk into the room and see those gifts under the tree and still think that there's not enough. Now, now it's not that she thinks that our kids need more stuff. They don't, and she knows that. But she's just got so much love stored up in her heart for the kids. She just wants to continue to give to them. You can give without loving, but you can't love 
without giving. And so as we look at Jesus's birth all those years ago, we are reminded that his entrance into this world is a gift to us. And, and this gift is a sign of God's love for us. And so if you walk away with nothing else tonight, I want you to hear these words, God loves you. If you hear nothing else, I want you to hear that. God loves you. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from in your life. Walk away with these words tonight. God loves you. Maybe you came here tonight just hoping for a sign that God cares, hoping for a sign that, that the God that created you, that he knows you and that he loves you. If you're here tonight and you're looking for that sign that God loves you, then look no further than Jesus Christ. Jesus is the sign from God that he loves us. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And out of God's great love for us, he gave us Jesus Christ. So I want you to remember the sign. Second, I want you to remember the baby. The angel said, this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth. Now, the, the announcement of, of a baby's birth is exciting no matter what, but, but this announcement what was about not just any baby. This baby was the Savior. This baby was the long-awaited Messiah. This baby was the incarnation of God himself. John chapter 1 tells us, and we heard this earlier, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, was with God, and the Word was God. And then we read that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This baby that was born was literally God in the flesh. Through Jesus Christ, God moved into the neighborhood. So many of you know this already, but from second grade until I graduated from high school, I lived in Rockport. But my grandparents lived in San Antonio, and so there was about a 161-mile or a two-and-a-half-hour distance between us. And so my grandparents, they would come and visit us from time to time, but, but they always had to go back home until one day they decided to buy the house across the street from us. It, they looked at the distance that was between us, and they just said, we'll move in next door. So... The distance between God and man is far greater than, than just 161 miles, far greater than just a two-and-a-half-hour drive. The distance between God and man, separated by, by sin and flesh, the distance is a great, great chasm. But Jesus looked at the distance between God and man, and he said, I'll just move in next door. And because, because this baby was born, because God became flesh because God was willing to move in next door in the form of, of Jesus Christ. And because he went to the cross, we never have to be distant from God again. Understand, if there's a distance between us and God, it's not because of God. We see in Jesus the great links that God was willing to go through so that there would no longer be a distance between God and man. And so if there's a distance between us and God, it's not because of God, it's because of us. If there's a distance tonight between you and God, it's not because of God, it's because of you. 
But hear me now, if you are willing to turn from your sins, if you're willing to turn to Jesus, the one that came in the flesh as a baby and, and became a man and went to the cross to die for you and for me, if you're willing to turn to him, there will never be a distance between you and God again. And so what we will find, if we're willing to turn from God, we will find not a God that's distant from us. We will find a God that is very near to us. So this baby was God in the flesh, but this baby was also God with us. In Matthew one twenty three, quoting the prophet Isaiah, we're told, See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. This baby was God with us. Jesus was God with us. So according to the insurance company Cigna, 61% of all Americans in 2019 reported that they felt lonely. And I can only imagine how that number has grown over the last couple of years with all of the isolation and all of the quarantines and all of the social distancing. But understand, when Jesus entered into this world all those years ago, when he became that baby that would be known as Emmanuel, God with us, God was communicating a simple message to us. You are not alone. You are not alone. And so let me pause right here and just ask you, do you feel alone tonight? Do you feel alone? Maybe you feel alone in your job. Maybe you feel alone in your marriage. Maybe you feel alone in your family, in your school, or, or maybe you feel alone in a struggle. Do you feel alone tonight? And if you do feel alone, then, then let me speak these words to you one more time. Emmanuel, God with us through Jesus, you are not alone. So I want you to remember the sign and I want you to remember the baby. Finally, tonight, I want you to remember the manger. The angel said, this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Now, the manger in and of itself is nothing special. It was just some, some wood pieces that, that were put together to form a feeding trough. I wonder how long that, that feeding trough had, had been in that stable. I wonder how many animals over the years had, had come to eat from that feeding trough. There was really nothing special about the manger until Jesus was placed in that manger. You see, that manger reminds us that God uses ordinary things for his extraordinary purposes. God uses ordinary things for his extraordinary purposes. I'm reminded of a question that a child asked me several years ago after I finished teaching a lesson in our children's ministry. He came up to me and he said, I was talking about the cross of Jesus, and he said, why do you call it the cross? Why don't you just call it a cross? And so I said, well, well you're right that a cross is just a cross. But when Jesus went to that cross all those years ago, and when he died on that cross for your sins and for mine, he made that cross more than just a cross. He made it the only cross that has ever truly mattered. And so for me, it's not just a cross. For me, it is the cross. 
God uses ordinary things for his extraordinary purposes. And, and maybe as you look at your own life tonight, you think, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about who I am or, or what I do. Maybe as you look at your own life, you feel rather ordinary. Well, if you feel ordinary tonight, I've got some good news for you. God uses ordinary things for his extraordinary purposes. And so as we look at the manger, yes, it was ordinary. But when Jesus was laid in that manger, it became anything but ordinary. It became a crib for the King of Kings and for the Lord of Lords. So the sign reminds us that, that God, of, of God's great love for us. The, the baby reminds us that we are not alone. And the manger reminds us that God uses ordinary things for his extraordinary purposes. And so I'm going to invite our musicians up, and, and, and they're just going to begin playing softly right now. And I'm also going to invite, uh, invite for the lights to be turned off in the rooms right now. And, and we're just going to let it get dark in here. And, and, and as the room begins to go dark, I want you to just think about this year that's coming to a close. And as you think about the darkness in, in this room, I, I just want to ask you, have you experienced some darkness in this year? Have you experienced the darkness of feeling lonely? Have you experienced the darkness of, of losing a loved one? Have you experienced the darkness of political unrest in our country or have you experienced just the darkness of all of the sin that is rampant in our culture today let's be honest we we live in a dark world and yet as believers we are reminded that no matter how dark this world may get there will always be a light shining in the darkness and that light is jesus christ that baby that was laid in the manger, he grew up to be a man and he went to the cross. But he spoke these words before he went to the cross. He said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light, the light of life. When we have the presence of Jesus in our lives, there will never be a darkness that can overcome that light. In him, we have the assurance that we never have to walk in darkness again. So in John 8, 12, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. But then in Matthew 5, 14, when Jesus is speaking to his disciples, he says, you are the light of the world. God uses ordinary things for his extraordinary purposes. And so when we come to know Jesus as our Lord, the one who said, I'm the light of the world, he places his light inside of us so that something extraordinary might happen, that we might also shine in the darkness. So I'm going to invite the deacons forward right now. And I'm going to light my candle from the Christ candle. And then I'm going to light their candles from my candle. And then they're going to go out through this room and they're going to begin to light all of your candles. And in the darkness our light will shine. Thanks for listening to our weekly message podcast. At the end of every service, I offer an invitation to respond, and I'd like to invite you to respond today. 
If you'd like to make Jesus Christ your Lord, or if you'd like information about membership here at First Baptist Stockdale, then head on over to fbcstockdale.org respond. Your response will come directly to me, and I'll follow up with you this week. God bless you, and have a great week. Thank you.